In his commentary on the Gospel of Mark and on this passage from Mark about the transfiguration of Jesus, Chad Myers says something we all need to hear. He says, what is the meaning of this appearance of Moses and Elijah here? Why are they on this mountain with Jesus and Peter, James, and John? Each of these two great prophets represent those who, like the disciples at this moment, beheld Yahweh's epiphany on a mountain at a crucial time of discouragement in their mission, experienced God's presence at a crucial time of discouragement in their mission. Wow. Isn't it comforting to know that Moses and Elijah experienced discouragement, that Peter, James, and John experienced discouragement? Sometimes we assume that all these monumental figures um, never had a bad day, right? But not so. You know, Moses goes up the mountaintop in Exodus, gets the law, but while he's up there, the natives down below get restless. The people say, where, where did Moses go? And they convince Aaron to help them to build a golden calf. We, we, need, we need a God who's tangible, not this thing that's sort of out there. <laughs> well, Moses was discouraged. Can you imagine that? Don't they remember all that God has done for us, delivered us from slavery, sustained us in the wilderness? These dummies. So what does God do? God takes him back up the mountain and appears to him, shows him, reassures him. God comes to him in his discouragement. Same with Elijah. Elijah has this big battle with the prophets of Baal. And so he says, okay, that's what we're gonna do. We're each gonna build an altar. We're gonna put a bull on each of them. And you're going to pray to Baal to come and consume this offering, this sacrifice. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to ask Yahweh to consume it. And whichever God does that, wins. That's the one true God. So of course the prophets of Baal begin to call on their God to do something. Nothing happens and Elijah starts to make fun of them. Maybe, maybe you need to to pray louder. Maybe he's asleep. Maybe, maybe he's gone away. <laughs> and then what Elijah does is prepares his altar and pours a lot of water on it. Nobody's going to run the risk of thinking that this was some trick where I, you know, lit a match and just put it in there to consume it. God consumes it. The prophets of Baal are then destroyed. Elijah has won this battle. But what happens? Jezebel 
The queen puts him at the top of her most wanted list. And they're going to kill him. Elijah flees. He ends up on another mountain and when God finds him there in his discouragement, God says, you know, what are you doing here? Oh, you know, I've been zealous for the Lord of hosts and look what happened. And then God comes to him this time in a still small voice as most translations have it or crushed silence. God came to Moses in his discouragement, comes to Elijah in his discouragement. And so God comes to Peter, James, and John in their discouragement on the mountain of transfiguration. Why are they discouraged? They're discouraged because just before this passage we read, Jesus has been telling them that it's not going to end well that he's gonna suffer many things. And that if they wanna follow him, they need to follow the same way. They need to be willing to lose their life to gain it. And one can only imagine that they're going like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's happening here? You know, to this point in the story, there have been some challenging moments, but mostly what they've seen is Jesus going from one victory to the next, curing people, casting out demons, multiplying loaves and fishes. This is not going to end well. Jesus takes them up this mountain so that God can speak to them in their discouragement and that's exactly what happens. Jesus is transfigured and the voice is, this is my son, listen to him. You know, God is saying to them, I, I, listen, I know what you just heard him say to you. I know you don't like it. I know you're wondering why you got yourselves into this, but listen to him. He is the way. What we find in the story of Moses, the story of Elijah, the story of Peter, James, and John is that in their discouragement, God comes. God doesn't say, oh, you're discouraged. Well, see you later when he finds some new recruits. God knows this discipleship journey is not going to be easy. Well, we all should be able to relate to this. You know, sometimes we think these biblical figures are, you know, just not like us. They're so remarkable that you know, wish we could be like that. But what we find out is that they go through the same things we go through. You know, think about your own ministry, your own part of the mission of this church. You know, we're trying as a church to, to make a world where, where everyone's included, trying to help God do this. And my guess is that along the way, you've experienced discouragement. You've gotten yourself involved in things and wondered at some point in time, I wonder if this was the right thing to do. 
I mean, think of, let me give you, let me give you a, a common example. You know, in this church, we have been committed for years to raising our kids in the faith. We want to pass on to them something that really matters. We have no guarantee, we can't guarantee that they're going to receive this. But we want to pass on to them things that matter. And, you know, if you've ever worked with young children or with teenagers, you know that there are times when you just think, is this making any difference at all? And it's not unusual for people after one year of working with teens or children to say, boy, you know, I'm, I'm done. You know, I, lo I love kids. <laughs> but you know, it's so disarming and it's so, <clears throat> so hard to tell sometimes what is really going on. We get discouraged. Or you may have been involved in some of the advocacy people do in this church, in this city, in this state, in this country to, to advocate for certain social policies that will make our country a truly welcoming place for everybody. And sometimes when we advocate for things, we just don't win. And at the end of a campaign where you lose, it's, it's tough. Gosh, I put all this effort into this and it didn't go anywhere. It can be things like being part of some organization that is feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, visiting prisoners, and then every so often having I mean, something happen that just derails you. You know, we've been involved with El Ogar for years, this home, of, this home of love and hope in Tegucigalpa, Honduras. It does amazing work, and every time a kid graduates, you think, boy, there's another citizen who's going to go into his world and, and offer something. And the teachers and, and Sponsors and others put so much into this. And then I remember a few years ago being notified that one of the students that had graduated had been gunned down on a bus. Gunned down by a gang. He wasn't part of a gang. They just were, wanted to steal what he had and they shot him. And I just thought, oh, come on. It's so discouraging, so... Uh, you know, you just think, oh, come on, God, you could have done something. You could have protected this guy. <laughs> you know, we have these kinds of experiences. We had tutors years ago who worked with students for years, only to wonder if all of that made any difference. What this story of other discouraged people, Moses, Elijah, Peter, James, and John tells us is that when we are discouraged, God will come. The Spirit of God wants to keep us at this 
wants us to know that what we're doing matters. We may not be able to see immediate results. How often do we see immediate results? But keep at it. Jesus is transfigured and the voice says, this is my son, listen to him. Don't listen to the voices of self-doubt, listen to him. Keep going. And of course, because Peter, James, and John kept going, even though at the end of this gospel narrative, they, they bell out in Mark. But the voice of God kept coming in the midst of their post-crucifixion discouragement. And because they kept listening for that, because God kept coming to them in that, you and I are here today. When we are discouraged, we are not alone. God will come and speak to us and strengthen us and get us back into the fray. An Echo from the Well is a podcast of St. Timothy's Episcopal Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. If you would like to learn more, visit stTimothys.com. to